warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Dan Striving Double Feature presents Pieces by Pieces 16, a minute-by-minute-ish podcast covering J.P. Simon's early 80s slasher pieces in bits and pieces and chunks and here and there and everywhere. This one we're covering seven minutes? Does that seem right? 59 through 65. We left off with the killer opening his freezer door and we saw uh, for a split second the body hanging there or portion of a body hanging there and we're going to end with um the lieutenant talking to the sergeant about uh the lieutenant demanded that the sergeant pick it up and look through some files quicker so they can find the uh killer because uh another gal gets killed in these uh these seven minutes which we will talk about right after this Right, this is the uh, this is the one with probably the the goriest killing in here, the woman whose um, whose lower half is taken. Although, in- interestingly, well, interestingly enough, not her feet though, because that will be something that happens later on. Um, although it seems like he's he's taking basically her from the from the waist down, but he doesn't take her feet. The interesting thing with that is I noticed this time watching it that there's a scene where the the gal Susie Bellings, I believe is her name, she has been playing tennis. She is taking a shower, and the camera kind of pulls back and pulls back so you can see her all the way from top to bottom, except her feet. I don't know. Did you notice that? That right when it gets to the point where you're about to see her feet, you know they're cut off. It, it cuts to cuts to something else and um i i I'd never noticed that before because when it pulled back it pulled back it pulled back i th- i i don't know why i was looking towards her feet i, I guess i just wanted to see how far they were going to pull back because she's showering and it's it's cold out when she's out playing tennis she's 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 the gal who who mary riggs beat earlier in tennis when she's out playing tennis you could see her breath so it's clearly cold out and I know she's. She looks like she's alone in that locker room or whatever the heck that room is. That's some sort of wicker locker room. I don't know what the heck that is. I know she's alone, but you would think it being cold, she'd shut the shower curtain so she could keep the um, uh, keep the warm air, keep the steam in. You would almost think that she knows that J.P. Simon and the rest of those pervs are watching her uh, shower. But uh, but yeah, the camera kind of pulls out from close up on her, sort of on her on her head and her face. It pulls out and she's nude, she's nude, she's nude, she's nude. And right when it gets to her ankles and you're about to see her feet, cuts to the next scene. There you go. And yeah, it's it's the killer is there and uh, chases her around the locker room and then cuts her in half in the in a um, right by a toilet. Yeah, it's um. It, it's 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 undignified and it's gory. It's very gory and. Uh, yeah, the killer is um, the killer is kind of getting bold here. I mean, this is the middle of the day. Uh, 
I mean, you could see people in the background. Obviously, Mary and Kendall are in this, and Mary and Kendall are out. Um, uh, looks like they're going to play tennis, or they've just played tennis. And and um, Willard, the janitor, unless we still think Willard is a, is a um, is a is causing the trouble. The, the the thing that makes one think that maybe that isn't so is that when the gal gets cut in half, blood flies everywhere, and you see blood is all over everything, and then you see Willard like not too much longer after that and he doesn't have any blood on him or anything like that no he does you do see him with like stepping out of a doorway there are a bunch of doors and you, you're like what door is that is that the chance it's like the janitor's room. Oh, i guess that's the you, you think he's stepping out of the janitor's room the janitor's room is around a corner and then the room with the sound system is playing that that marching band music over and over is another room and then kendall well we'll talk about how Ken, what kendall kendall's up to kendall apparently doesn't call the dean though uh um, because there's no there's no mention of that in here, but yeah, yeah it's funny with Willard. Um, just the fact that he's not covered with any sort of blood or anything, um, to me immediately says he's not a suspect. Um, but yet the the killer is getting pretty bold. I mean, Mary and Kendall are right nearby, and Willard's right nearby. Now, granted, the killer does a thing where he or she turns on the music. Well, he uh, or she uh, turns on the music really loud that plays, which actually kind of overwhelms um, any like scary music that might. Play. Well, I mean, some scary music, or is it all? You know, I never, I, I didn't actually gauge what the music was. In this, I know, I think there's a little bit of scary in it, but it's mostly da 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 well, you guys write into me and tell me what scary music played during this bit. I think it's mostly da 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 da. Shut up. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so they put, puts on the music so that'll drown out the sound of the chainsaw and the screams and the things like that. But yet still, there's there's something about like how many doors are there? I mean, I guess what's funny because like you have the door Willard comes out of, and then you have like the janitor's room that's around the corner, and Kendall goes in there. And then there's another door right nearby where the sound system is. But then when Kendall comes out of the building, he doesn't come out of the room that he went, the door that he went into. He comes out of the door that the gal went into, which is the entrance to the girl's locker room. So somehow, I guess the janitor's office is connected to the girl's locker room? Or Kendall went in the janitor's office and then really wanted to go in the girls' locker room, so he sneak, sneak, sneak into the girls' locker room, or he... It's, it's tricky, because, yeah, he goes in what is presumably supposed to be the janitor's office, but then he comes out of the girls' locker room. What the hell is he doing in the girls' locker I mean, I mean, we, we know he likes, you know, the fooling around, but there, there's just something about... Maybe he hears something. I don't know. That's not the way it's presented. The way it's presented is that um, I'll call the deans from the janitor's office. He goes in a door we presume is the janitor's office. A minute later, we see him come out of the door that the gal went into, and he says, oh, my God, there's another one in here, and it's the locker room. It's like, well, how'd you get in the locker room? How'd you, how'd you, maybe there's an entrance from the janitor's room or, you know, office into the, the, the gal's locker room or the guy's locker room or something like that. But that, that I mean, I, I guess I could see that, but there's something about the fact that he doesn't come out of there and say like, you know, cause they do say, cause Mary does say she thought she heard a scream at one point and maybe he hears the noise and that's why he goes and that's not the way it's presented though it's presented as he goes into the room comes out of the room a moment later and he's found a body 
That's the way it's presented. The problem is that he goes in one room and comes out of a completely different room, having found the body. So you think, how the hell did he get in that room where you found the body? And uh, I, I guess he heard it or something like that, but which def I guess also defeats the purpose of what the killer was trying to do. Um, I guess that the killer was just cutting her in half. He just, once he got through her, he just threw that half in a sack and ran and left her kind of upright, kind of propped in a corner. Did he prop her in the corner or did he cut through her so quick she just kind of like pff, dropped? Uh, yeah, that is, I, I, I always, I try to figure out the doors. It's kind of wacky with the doors. It's almost like a farce with all the doors they go in and out of here. And you're like, okay, I'm looking for a door that's facing a certain way in the, f oh, that's the one. Well, how did he get, ah, there, I think there are keys in the door so when the gal goes in the locker room and the door closes we're outside and we can see what i think are keys in the door and then the killer locks that door it's too bad she doesn't know the way out the the way that kendall got in because presumably yeah if he went in the janitor's office and somehow got in the girl's locker room and came out that door then she would have been able to do the same thing it's too bad that she didn't know that way out it's a little tough to figure out what's going on and um and it's also tough to figure out how kendall knows the ins and outs of the janitor's um office and the girl's locker room well it is kendall i would say the girl's locker room but the janitor's office thinks he's, uh, you know i i think when they went in the sound room or whatever it was maybe the phone was dead or hey that would make sense that the killer might have stuck in the janitor's office the nearest phone and, and cut the phone line or something like that that makes sense but there's how did he get in, uh, that's i'm going to stop right there someone answer that question for me uh what else happens yeah the poor gal she's um she's real cute and um she's very young looking though um i'm sure she's of age and and um because she takes a very nude shower and i um i'm not terribly convinced on the way she's playing tennis uh, I was kind of half remembered her like having one of those tennis machines, you know, shooting the balls at her and she's hitting them. But she's like, it looks like she has five tennis balls with her and she's kind of throwing them up, hitting them, throwing up the next one, hitting them, throwing up, and then she goes to the other side, throwing up the next one. Does that work? I mean, is that really good practice? I mean, I think I've said this before. When I was a kid, I used to play football by myself in the backyard. You know, like I would, you know, I would throw the ball really, really high and then run and catch it and try to do spectacular catches and fun stuff like that. But that tennis like that, that just seems, um, that's like me playing baseball. You know, just like having like four baseballs in my pocket, hitting one in the outfield, hitting one in the outfield, hitting one, hitting one, just going, picking them all up, and then coming back to home base and doing the same thing again. And it, um... It doesn't seem like, um, because then the music starts playing really loud, and she's like, she ah, she looks pissed, and she throws two balls in the ground and walks away. So they weren't even her tennis balls. Uh, surely there must be one of those machines. That the, it, it's a J.P. Simon film. She, she's instantly going to go from playing some very, doing some very lackadaisical um, tennis practice in the cold to taking a shower in probably a chilly locker room i would imagine it's a chilly locker room because there's no one in there it's it's i don't know if it's implied if it's the weekend or what it is but there's um there's absolutely no one around in the locker room so i imagine it's probably chilly too and she leaves the thing open and whatever but um yeah she gets killed and it's too bad she, she tries to run away i can't I, i've never fully understood why she can't shut the bathroom door because the killer kind of comes and it looks like she's shutting the bathroom door and it looks like the camera 
and the killer aren't quite there yet, but she's having trouble closing the door, but then she hides in a stall. And then you get the moment where the, the saw comes through the door and really close to her, and then a few moments later, as she kind of screaming, she pees her pants. And what I've what I've heard or, or read or babes on that interview with J.P. Simon on here, I forget where you, but apparently yeah, she really did pee her pants. The chainsaw got a little too close to her. She got frightened and peed her pants. And so they luckily they had a camera there to shoot it, which is is one of the things that makes me think maybe that's not true be, but but it could be it could be i mean you don't you don't i i you know that didn't occur to me i i didn't actually look because because then it cuts to her pants and there's like an ever spreading like you know cloud of pee on her pants but um but geez that's pretty pervy that the i wonder if someone yelled she's beating her pants and they immediately look at you know shoot her crotch shoot her crotch i don't know um it, it, just because of the fact that it does seem too convenient like the camera doesn't pan down and catch it the camera's already there now granted they could have cut out the pan down to the crotch region where she's where she's peeing but it always just seemed um wonderfully sleazy to me that um if she isn't peeing for real then that's just an extra thing to throw in like you know before she died she peed her pants of course he's after that area of her and i that's that's kind of interesting because that that kind of makes me think that that was that was an accident she she acts she didn't mean to but she got scared and, and did that and they just happen to have the camera uh, they happen to have the camera at that that position simply because the killer is there to cut her off at the waist and take her from the waist down from the waist to the ankles and um he's now taking a absolutely pee soaked um set of legs and and sweatpants with him which which can't be um i mean i'm sure he'll wash every bit but but that's that that's what always made me th- yeah hmm interesting okay so so yeah and so he takes that we do see at the beginning of the the, the scene we do see presumably the the gal and the pieces have all been put together, and um, the head, and the torso, and the arms, and there's no, there's no real sign. There's blood everywhere, but there's no real sign of like stitches or anything. So I'm not sure how he's doing that. If he's like using some special heating power he has in his hands to meld the body parts together or something, but she looks like she's in pretty good shape, and presumably there's nothing there from the waist um, down, because that's where the image uh, cuts off and um, she's very bloody and she doesn't quite look like the gal who we saw get her head cut off and the torso doesn't quite match the torso of the gal whose torso he took but it's a jp simon film why am i why am i asking all this so so yeah so let's talk um let's see i think we talked about the poor gal and yeah so now he's got he's got everything he needs but I, I don't know if we know this. Well, well, it's true because when they show him putting more of the puzzle together, even this time, like, the editor was bored with it because he starts putting the legs together. And he's got, like, one leg together, not the foot, but one leg together. And when he's going to do, like, the um, left leg, as we're looking at the right leg, um, uh, he gets halfway down the leg, and then it cuts to the gal playing tennis. I think they were like, okay, we got it. We don't need to. We don't just show it. And two, they don't show you the feet getting at it, so... So that's the poor gal, and the killer is there doing his thing, and he's, he's getting rather brazen. I'd like to think that the killer may have been at that tennis match with Mary and saw that gal and been like, I need her legs. I mean, this is going to be a weird-shaped thing, isn't it? I mean, because I feel like the 
blonde, the torso and the legs might work together. But the gal with the arms seemed a bit like bigger, not like a big gal, but but just seemed um, not as petite. And she was a dancer. She was really like, a, and and the gal's head. That was tough to tell. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking like this is um, going to be a maybe a very awkward looking thing when it gets put together, or maybe something wonderful. So let's just talk about Kendall and Mary. We kind of talked about Willard there, lo- looking around suspiciously and clenching his fists. And um, although I do like the most, these are my keys. When he's in, he's in the room with the sound. Well, here, let's let's do this. Let's do this because I want to close on a particular moment. So let's go to the very end of these minutes, and we do get yes, Christopher George on the phone with um, the sergeant, and the sergeant is in a file room looking at something, and it's just you know he cut her cut her in half while she was still alive. We have to find this guy. I'm doing everything I can, Lieutenant. Well, do it quicker. You know you gotta. You know, you got, you don't, uh, you got to give me more time, and then that's more or less where the minute ends. So apparently, um, they don't say what it is he's doing, but they show him. You can see kind of a bunch of file cabinets and things behind him, and he's looking through one of the files. So presumably, his job is sitting in the file cabinet looking for the files, looking for something that might be a clue. Something here is missing. So, uh, or a clue. He's looking for a clue. So it's 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 too bad, you know. They can't actually have someone help him, or can they? All right. So let's talk about Willard and Kendall and Mary real quick, and then uh, I'm again. I'm trying not to make these too terribly long. So we'll just I'll just talk about them uh, as as we see the gal, as we know the killer is approaching the gal in the shower. We see Mary and Kendall off in the distance with their their gym bags and their their tennis rackets and they're slowly approaching us and eventually as they get closer to us you can tell that the music is music is really um annoying them and uh, that's when uh willard comes out of his um his room with like a garbage bag and it's too small of a garbage bag to cont- i mean i don't know how tall the gal was but it's too small i mean you get, you get a pretty big size garbage bag to i don't know let's say she was five four five five it's like you're taking half her body there you know the waist down so you you the, the, her body wasn't in that bag and, and willard is not bloody at all so he, he he didn't do it or he stashed it somewhere but that's not that's not what we see and and it's also implied earlier that willard's there on some sort of contract job so he wouldn't i would doubt he'd get that really nice looking swank place that the killer seems to have and his own meat freezer if i've said this before i apologize it's been a while since we've seen willard but yeah so they come in and, and mary and uh, and um kendall actually kendall's like willard what the hell is that music playing for and then you learn yeah that um i don't think yeah willard doesn't know who mary is well he knows she's she teaches tennis but he doesn't know. I don't think she said she's the cop. <sighs> but yeah, there's a bit of back and forth. I don't deal with the electrics. I just do the gardening or whatever. They end up going to... Although, he doesn't deal with the electrics, but he has a key to the room with the electrics in it, and he knows how to turn the electrics on and off. So, okay, well... Like I said, Kendall is sent to the dean's office to do what he doesn't apparently do, and and there there is a moment where where yeah yeah Willard is looking at the keys in his hand, just going these aren't my keys. Now it's a little I don't know if anything's going to be made of that because like like I said we see the key we see a key, but we don't see a bunch of keys I don't think in the in the keyhole of the room that the when the gal goes into the locker room outside on the outside of the door, um, 
But that thing with the, these aren't my keys um, is, is kind of one of those sinister moments that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you learn who the killer is. Um, and why would the killer go into Willard's office, take Willard's keys, and put some other keys there? Um, I would, like, if I, if I, you know, broke into... You know, if I, if I wanted to break into someone's house, you know, I wouldn't, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't, like, like if I was in someone's house and I was like, I'm going to break in here later on and I'm going to steal their keys, I wouldn't steal their keys and then leave my, leave my keys there. Because it, Willard doesn't notice they're not his keys for a while. So it's not like something, like someone's going, okay, I'm going to lock up the house after the party. Wait a minute, these aren't my keys? Whose keys are these? Because then I can't get where I need to go. Why would you leave so unless it's just a random set of keys? It just seems strange to me that Willard doesn't show up and say, like, how did they get the door open? Maybe the door was already open, I guess. I didn't see it. Um, that didn't occur to me. I just thought they just walked right in the room and opened the door. Why would you, I guess, why would you have to need to lock the room that, that puts off the music during the sporting events? Because if someone puts it on, you just walk in, turn it off. But I guess it should be locked. But then he would have known that they weren't his keys when he opened it so it must have been open already when they went in but if it was open they would have mentioned that because the first time anything seems to be weird is when he mentions that they're not his keys but surely he must have known they weren't his keys when he went and grabbed them that doesn't make sense <laughs> i know it's jp simon's piece is not much of it makes sense but that thing with the keys and the thing with how the hell did kendall get from the one room to the other uh, these some of these things don't make sense so yeah they're not his keys. and it's it, like i said it's a slightly sinister moment until you start to think about it like I just did, and that it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, if I, I have some keys, if I grab the keys to leave the house, I know that I have my wife's keys if I grab the wrong keys. You know, I know that they're not my keys. I don't grab my wife's keys, get like two blocks away, send them and go, oh my God, these aren't my keys. I know they're not my keys. I don't, I don't take keys that aren't mine. And so that just seems weird to me. Maybe Willard's an absent-minded, goofy, goofy guy. He does seem very angry and sweaty. Let's see what else. Do oh, of course, the, the the big moment, and then we will wrap this up. So uh, Mary and, and Willard are sort of looking towards Ish, the door that Kendall went in. Um, it's funny because they don't seem to know where he went. It does. I, I don't see them actually go into the janitors. I guess they're confused. And then Kendall appears at the door behind them, which is even funnier because it seems so far away from where the door he went into and yeah he's looking sick and he's got blood on his hand and willard immediately kind of half runs away and mary goes in and sees the body susie billings did i that is what i said her name is i do they all named susie in this I, I i guess i got that one wrong but yeah and then we see the body and and um uh mary uh comes out and um she lets this little classic classic um bit of a vitriol Fly. You see it? Yes! While we were out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her! Bastard! 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 It's a great moment to hear, and it's a great moment to see, because Linda Day is really giving it her all. It's fantastic. And then it cuts right to. You know, her husband, um, you know, being a little calmer, 
but uh, you can understand her rage um, because, like, like you heard, you know, the, the he played the music and he, he he literally killed someone like almost right. Well, not literally, but he figuratively killed someone right under their noses. And so, you gotta love that minute. And, and that's where I'm gonna leave this. Thanks everyone for listening to episode 16. Oh gosh, we don't have and the, again the Spanish version is around a minute ahead, as as it has been, and we have. We have about 21 minutes left in the English version to cover. Yeah, yeah, we don't, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll just do one 21 minute long uh, episode for the, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I have no idea how many we'll cover in the next uh, 20. It could be, um, could be four, it could be three, it could be seven or eight. I don't know, but we will see what we will see. Join me next time. Be safe, be well. <laughs>